0: Welcome to Simple Life Radio, airing live on radiomonterey.com or could perhaps be through an app like TuneIn on your computer, tablet or smartphone. I'm your host Cynthia Fernandez and here on Simple Life Radio, we have a great time talking with interesting locals from the Central Coast of California. The goal of this show is to provide for our audience ways they can get back to the simple things in life to enrich and empower ourselves. To get back to the basics, connect with our own inner wisdom and recognize it in others. I hope you enjoy today's show. We're going to be speaking with Stephanie Bessman about her work with quantum healing. The perspective of a huge and growing number of population is that the universe is one connected whole that cannot be understood by the usual reduction to parts which doesn't easily align with the classical Newtonian mechanistic philosophy. Now, if we take that approach and just look at health, for example, in Western medicine, there's a focus on the symptom and not really on the cause. And, you know, even if you address the symptom, if the underlying cause is still active, your body is gonna continue to look for ways to manifest that. It's common knowledge that our body was and is able to heal itself. This is called homeostasis, getting it back to balance. So if our body is not healing, then why not? What is it creating in terms of a block that somehow has us uh, hang on to being sick or depressed, maybe hypersensitive or whatever? Well, let's find out what our guest has to say about this topic. Welcome, Stephanie. Thank you so much, Cynthia. I'm happy to be here. It's great having you in the studio. Now, as I understand it, the human body is controlled by a network of intelligence in the quantum field, and that's not something that's a superficial sort of psychological state, but it's an intelligence that lies deep enough to change basic patterns that design our physiology. Is that Do I have that right? Yes, you do. Now, I know that you're working in this field. Maybe you can start out by helping our audience understand what kind of work you do exactly. The work that I do essentially
1: allows for each individual to begin to connect with the infinite intelligence that lies within them, accessing the subtle energies of the subconscious mind, so that they can then begin to restore harmony, the basic presence the building block of love that is what builds our organic material, material in alignment with the universe. Mm-hmm. Teaching them how to access frequencies since we are all frequency. Resurrecting the organic blueprint that is whole and perfect at all times. Having them recognize that there is nothing that needs to be fixed. That in fact essentially they are perfect and whole always. And once the consciousness recognizes that and the overlays and programs are cleared. They can begin to operate in their wholeness based on the
0: alignment that is one with their soul. So that sounds like we come in perfect. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> we have everything we need. We are everything we are truly. And things that happen to us, which is a big trauma or... Perhaps um, nutrition, things that happen, create sort of a scarring or a distraction from that natural basis? Correct. It's many things. Essentially, when, when we
1: come in, we come in perfect, but we also pick up as we move through the birth canal on both sides of the DNA. The DNA is spiraled. One side we pick up from the father's lineage, and the other side we pick... And epigenetics from the mother's lineage. So we come in and we've picked up programs already from wow. our own lineages, our parents. So now we have an overlay instantaneously when we're born and then we pick up information from the earth and what is the collective matrix. So essentially we are already hit with information that is beginning to operate and give, you know give us insight as to how to move through this earth what this work does is it reteaches the consciousness to begin to operate in the fullness and the wholeness that is our natural design we are designed to not have that happen and that's what we're reversing we're reversing what's been put on to us over centuries and the natural evolutionary ascension process for the human is to not have that overlay to operate as the superheroes creative geniuses that we're designed to be
0: I like that Mm -hmm. and so the process of uh, removing those overlays I guess we call healing correct and because you're affecting at the root level or the quantum level of the individual um... it therefore is the maximum penetration I guess you could say effectiveness And then results in the, uh, is it the last place of manifestation is physical? The last place is physical. And even there, many times the belief
1: system, the consciousness thinks that there's going to be a delay in that manifestation. And we even begin to remove, we remove even that belief system. Wow. So that it can be instantaneous.
0: I want to sign up. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's fun. So how did you get started doing this kind of work? I know there's a story in there. Yes, it's a fun story.
1: I studied the arts, and I was very much of the mainstream world. I was in finance. And I, in 2000, I began experiencing, for lack of a better word, supernatural sightings. I started experiencing an opening in my consciousness that allowed for me to see and experience things that I had never experienced in my life before. And I thought, what is this? I don't understand what's happening. And I realized that I was actually opening to understand energy on a deeper level, see things other people couldn't see. And I realized that I needed to pay attention. Mm. I knew deep down within a soul, and it's that voice, something's happening here and you're to learn. And in that I went through a whole process of what I was to read, how to understand the human body and the energies and the nuances of this infinite intelligent organism, understanding the power of the subconscious mind, how in fact everything we're experiencing is created by some level of our consciousness, our consciousness itself and frequency, and then recognizing going through a whole different pathway of certifications to master what it is I do.
0: And what length of time are we talking about? This started in 2000. And so it's now 2014. Correct. Wow. Well, I know that you must be very good at what you do um, because I know that you don't really publicize much. But if people wanted to get more information about you, your work, um, how would they go about getting a hold of you? They're welcome to find me on
1: Facebook. Again, my full name is Stephanie. S-T-E-P-H-A-N-I-E Besman B-E-S-M-E-H-N Carmel, California And they're also welcome to call me 831-915-8005
0: This is a very interesting conversation, Stephanie. I'm so glad that you could be with us today. I I wanted to ask about you as a child. Were you at all interested in science or active in learning science when you were a kid? No, not at all. I loved the arts. Mm -hmm. That was where your your full attention Mm -hmm. went. And when uh, when the extra sort of sensitivity to uh, more subtle realms started to appear, um, uh, let me just back up. Working in the bookstore at Pilgrim's Way Community Bookstore in Secret Garden, there's often... Uh, people who come in and they and they take me to the side and they say, you know, I'm a little concerned because I'm seeing things and I'm hearing things, and I, I'm I'm hoping that I'm not going crazy. And I do what I can to listen first off and certainly reassure him them that they're not alone, mm-hmm. that this does not indicate that they're going crazy. In fact, it's usually an indication that there is an opening as you described it that there is a sensitivity and a gift really um, but i can i can relate to that feeling like i'm not normal you know what's wrong with me that i'm not like everybody else could you speak to that if there's anyone listening out there that might have that kind of a situation happening i would love to speak to that in
1: in that you are so normal that in fact what is happening is the natural opening of your body as the body which is originally starts as a carbon-based um, body it begins to move more into shifting into what is a liquid light the frequency of the body begins to shift as we grow in consciousness evolve, and it opens up our sensory system so we are able to access if people are familiar with the third eye and the chakras you're constantly receiving information the consciousness due to not having been taught shuts that information down But as you evolve, what will happen is is that you will begin to pick things up, whether you be in nature, etc. And the more you say yes to us, the more you open. And when you learn, you realize, oh, this is natural. Like animals can pick up sounds and see things and feel things more profoundly, we too have those abilities. We just have not been taught. So all of us, in fact, have these abilities, it's just not limited to me. Um, We can all access them.
0: Well, that is comforting to hear, and I don't know if our listeners out there have any kind of um, experience with this or not, but it is becoming more mainstream. Uh, You hear more about it, and there's TV shows, you know, detective Mm -hmm. shows with, uh, what was it, The Medium. I know there's a bunch of them out there. I just don't happen to have TV. Neither do I. (laughs) (laughs) But I know they're there. And um, it's just such a comfort to be able to talk about this. I mean, I can really sympathize with people coming into the bookstore because they don't know a lot of people that this is open conversation. And it's really important, you know, here on Simple Life Radio especially, it's really important to just be real and talk about things that um, make our world more simple, organized, pleasurable. And we are going to be uh, moving into a break here in a minute, but uh, I want to let everyone know that archives from today's show are available online. You can browse the 50-plus episodes on iTunes or Podbean, and we also have links provided on our website at pilgrimsway.com. So, uh, if you would like to send me an email, or m- perhaps you have trouble with that, just let me know. Send your email, please, to pilgrimsway.com and I'll be sure to respond to you. Our music today is Don't Go Back to Sleep. It's from the Vision 2 Spirit of Rumi album, and as I mentioned, we will be taking a short break, so... When we come back, we'll continue our conversation on quantum healing with our guest, Stephanie Bessman. I'm your host, Cynthia Fernandez. Stay with us for more Simple Life. Welcome back to Simple Life Radio. I'm your host, Cynthia Fernandez. Our topic today is quantum healing, and our guest in studio, Stephanie Bessman, uh, does this for a living, so we are happy to have her here with us, and uh, it's a fascinating conversation. Now, um, Stephanie, before we went to break, in the first segment, you were sharing with us how you basically came to realize that you have this ability to work with healing on a quantum level. Um, I'm wondering how you went about going from learning about your own sensitivities, and I'm imagining that you had some personal experience with your own healing on a quantum level. Um, But now you're actually helping others. You're doing this more or less for a living, right? I mean, this is your profession. Mm -hmm. Um, And there must have been some kind of transition in there where you realized, you know, I want to help other people do this. How, Absolutely, how did that happen?
1: during the uh, I call it the, the the sabbatical in which I was learning all aspects of the body and the subtle energies of the subconscious mind and how the body the, putting together we, we live in a society that tends to compartmentalize medicine, the body, spirit, everything's pre- compartmentalized, and I was going through an, uh, a learning process of bringing it all together. So I was getting downloads as to what to read, what to to study, learning all about Reiki, going through a whole series of certifications with technologies that would assist me in knowing and mastering the self. So I knew I was in a role of mastering the self first. And in that, I knew I was doing this so that I could assist the whole. Bringing this information after it was embodied to help others come into their own power and that disease goes beyond just having disease health-wise, but poverty consciousness is a disease. Mm -hmm. Um, Lack of having wealth of um, being in relationships in all aspects or all arenas of our lives is a disease. And allowing for beings who I feel are locked in a state of pain, sorrow and suffering on one Mm. level or another, feeling disempowered by having to work for others and not not connected to their soul's purpose and soul mission and lost, how they could reintegrate the truth of their
0: being into their lives and I could then teach them. That is very powerful. And as you speak about it, there is a clarity that I hear in your speaking. And it sounds like you um, you made reference to a download from, I'm not sure where, but it sounds like you really had a direct connection with guidance mm-hmm. to get you to where you are now. Yes. When I speak of downloading,
1: it's infinite intelligence space. So infinite intelligence space that is always, universal law is always operating with an alignment with us. I would, I have it's the direct knowing and I was shown and as opposed to denying it, I listened and I continued forward knowing that this was my sole purpose this was my sole mission and I see a lot of people that I work with, ultimately I'm assisting. Yes, I'm the catalyst, I'm assisting, I'm carrying a frequency, but I'm assisting them in raising their own frequency and coming mm-hmm. into the direct connection of their own infinite power, infinite intelligence, so they can connect to their the infinite intelligence space and begin to operate as their own masters, mm-hmm. creating as artists their own life.
0: So it's a mentoring correct mentoring mm-hmm. process so that mm-hmm. people can um actually be in touch directly with their own source of knowing and mm-hmm. and be able to use that
1: yes correct because we are I, we are all healers we are all creators we are all artists of our lives every unique being is an expression they essentially their expression is a masterpiece in itself they we're all artists quantum artists
0: yeah that's so beautiful reminds me of um Dr. Amika Swami's last, most recent book, I should say, uh, titled "Quantum Creativity," and he really went into that realm of art and creativity from a scientific basis. And uh, if anybody's interested, he does. He did have a um, a YouTube video, just maybe a five minute, six minute video, where he describes the focus on quantum creativity and actually the process that is, that is uh, engaged, I would say. Yeah. And so um, working with people like this is pretty intense, I would guess. I mean, you seem very grounded and very present. And I'm wondering about the complexity that you've described thus far. How do you um, kind of navigate and hold your own well-being uh, stable? Do you have a meditation practice? Um, is there a particular regimen of activity that you do to maintain your health and well-being? Yes,
1: I, uh, I do. I meditate every day. I also find it very important to get out in nature. So I'm constantly connecting with nature, whether it be going for a walk on the beach, going for long walks in which I'm, I'm being replenished. I uh, journal and I do a lot of reading and spending time. I have a little dog that works with me, um, and he's a part of my practice. It's in alignment with the animal kingdom, and there's a lot of grounding that comes from those, the sacred beings of the animal kingdom. And so that's what I do.
0: That is really important to hear. You know, a lot of people are stressed out. I mean, I think a lot of us have a, uh, a tendency to be overwhelmed, whether it's with information information. Or perhaps work, um, family issues, um, trying to find a place to live because it's time to move. The tendency to feel stressed and overwhelmed. It's it's such a, I don't know, kind of a a reset. To hear you say, spending time in nature. I mean, we can all afford to do that. We live in a beautiful part of the world. And uh, right outside the bookstore, I can hear the ocean waves. So spending time in nature, certainly meditating. There's lots of different styles of meditation practice out there to choose from or experiment with. And uh, spending time with animals. Yeah, definitely. David Wilcock, I don't know if you uh, are familiar with him. David Wilcock um, has a couple of books. First, he wrote Source Code Investigation, and then his latest book, Synchronicity Key. And both of them really have a lot to teach us about the interconnectedness of our world. And he comes at it from a a scientific perspective. But um, for one thing, his enthusiasm is contagious. And he has, I don't know how he's done this at such a young age, but he has... um, Uh, worked with research and directly with scientists from all over the world, not just you know one country or one perspective. So I want to mention that for the folks listening out there and then also another book that is um, kind of on the same order is written by Lynn McTaggart and she wrote The Field and then later The Bond and um, I read The Field, I haven't read The Bond but um, I was really impressed because, again, she is not a scientist herself. This was uh, something uh, she wanted to understand. And everything that she read was in a language that was beyond her. It was in some scientific sort of academia kind of Uh, a language to communicate to other scientists and teachers and so she took it upon herself I think she took a year to do this and traveled around and interviewed scientists and had them tell her what they were talking about and uh, all told the scientists were helped because they didn't know how to put it into layman's terms and it really helped their understanding um, to, to have that perspective to work with and then the book was the basically the compilation of all of those uh, interviews and uh, and she clearly admits that she's not a scientist but again the thing that really caught her attention was there is something and I think most people would agree there is something um, and we've been for a while looking to unfold and uh, explore and, um, and hopefully understand it better um, when I opened the show today I, I made reference to the fact that this kind of um, aspect of reality does not fit a Newtonian mechanistic perspective and I really think that where we are in history we're um, perhaps challenged to look at our historians um from the standpoint of where they were this is what they learned this is what they experienced this is what they uncovered rather than say and this is what else we've uncovered do you know what i mean i know exactly what you mean and so for example we have this coming up in our in our elementary schools in our public schools where Science has gone beyond where the textbook is. In some cases, science has contradicted, current science has contradicted previous science, but there is a sort of an administrative decision because it means rewriting all the textbooks and of course throwing away all the textbooks so you have an updated one. And that is somehow created a challenge. And I don't know where we're gonna sort of tilt in the other direction, but I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> I am too. What do you see in, in your perspective? You must be very interesting.
1: Well, in my perspective, I would really like to see beings spending more time in nature. Nature has so much information. There's a constant um, feeding of information from nature infinite intelligence space, the trees, the animals, are constantly communicating to us. If we begin to open to that, we understand what is natural law, universal laws. When the consciousness aligns with universal laws, which are always operating, they're neutral and they're always operating, at that point you have aligned with what is life itself, and life builds upon life. So where there is harmony, there is health. Where there is health, there's perfection and wholeness. As there is light, it is void of darkness. Disease cannot exist where there is health. And these laws are always operating on our behalf. And if we took the time to even observe nature, we're being given those examples before us. There was, a there was an experiment done many years ago, and it was done with a plant, and they stopped feeding the plant, and they, and they put aphid on the plant and what happened was the plant began to die and the aphid due to natural law grew wings and all left the plant and sought the window to go outside we too operate in that manner we too have these infinite abilities, although we've been limited to the belief systems of what society says. Oh, you're going to lose your eyesight at a certain time, you're going to age and die, you're going to have limited experiences because this is the norm, and in fact it's not. The cells are designed to grow and thrive, and life is designed to thrive in life. And so again, it's back to teaching people, awakening, resurrecting resurrecting this intelligence within them, and, and the consciousness recognizes that as truth, and universal law is always operating, reminding us, working on our
0: behalf. Either we can choose to align with it, or forget that it's operating. And that's oftentimes what I what I see is um, that we don't recognize life anymore as a as a species. I would just sort of overgeneralize, I guess. But um, <clears throat> in our culture. Uh, Let me back up. So some of you know that I am involved in the Monterey Bay Tracking Club. I'm trained in in, uh, some amount of being a naturalist, and I'm not an expert. So let me just say that right up front. Um, But it has changed my awareness about living things. Plants, bugs, trees for sure, clouds, the air, um, and all of the birds, mammals, everything in between, we all share a home. And, uh, and, I, and I drive over to the shopping center, and they have trees, they have birds, they have, you know, not usually too many mammals during the day, but um, I notice them, and I reach out and touch them, and, and I see the people passing by not notice them. I guess is the best way to say that. I, I don't, I'm not superimposing that those folks don't care. That's really not accurate. It's just a lack of recognition. Um, one of my uh, previous teachers, John Young, used to call it the wall of green. People see a wall of green and they go, oh yeah, those are the trees. There's some grass over there. But they don't see the grass. They don't see the difference in the texture of the grass or the, the color or even think about which pieces of grass that are more lit up are actually receiving the sun's energy at the moment and it's the sort of um, the relationship between all living things and that relationship includes us. And when I hear about Monsanto, GMOs, fracking in Monterey County. Um, it really reminds me that we, as a population, have, have forgotten. We have forgotten who we are and what we're doing here. And more importantly, our forgetfulness is impacting a lot of life. Certainly human life, certainly future generations, um, but not just human life. And, I, and I, I don't know where you weigh in on this, Stephanie, but I, I do believe that there is intelligence in all life. You're absolutely right, I agree with you completely. Uh, I just finished a certification,
1: um, a holistic animal welfare program, so that I could contribute towards the animal kingdom. And the knowing that the consciousness, we are the one, so that includes all life, all sentient beings, all life, and the connectedness and the purity and the wholeness that all kingdoms, the animal kingdom, the plant kingdom, the mineral kingdom, they are working in one with us at all times as we breathe they breathe and we're in communion and oneness with all of them and yes all have
0: our life all our life and so i would love to hear your perspective on um, on something that uh... troubles me and that is um, genetically modified food and organisms um, meat is now genetically modified Um, there has been an outcry for labeling. I don't think labeling is the answer. I think that's handling a symptom, perhaps. Um, But my curiosity goes to how does that, okay, I try to remember, there there is an overall network of intelligence and sentience. How does this affect that. I, I don't think that man has power over, necessarily. And I'm I'm happy to remember the long-range divinity of change um, often brings blessing and enlightenment. But are we hurting the planet with this genetically modified material?
1: The biggest way we are hurting the planet, and I'm very passionate about this, is in our consciousness, so not recognizing the infinite intelligence and connectedness that we have to it all. And even when we are what I call being polarized, so yes this can be very alarming, and it is. The tendency for beings is to attack it and judge it. As soon as we've gone into that polarity, we have created a a karmic loop, a lock of energies that keeps it very much alive
0: so one supports the other exactly
1: okay so the importance is, I ask people to come inward and recognize their own power and begin to operate from that wholeness in alignment with all life and then making choices in that manner everything begins to shift radically because the frequency is so much more powerful Mm. the frequency carried in that consciousness is much more powerful than a frequency of attacking something with judgment and or trying to fix, once we are in fully in our power and come together as a community, these things will, s- will fall away because we are creating, in consciousness, holding the reality of what is the present. This, this very moment, we are creating our immediate future. With every word, as we speak of this, we are creating an immediate future in which we all live in alignment with universal law, in harmony and oneness with the animal kingdom, the plant kingdom, the mineral kingdom, all that is life. If we hold our focus unwaveringly in this manner, in consciousness, it will be so. If our energy deviates from that truth and projects onto this has to be fixed, this has to be fixed, it will continue to be a reality that we experience that needs to be fixed.
0: I see. So you're actually calling it into being by stating it's a problem. Correct. Rather than... so. So help me out with this, because this can feel like semantics a little bit. Mm -hmm. So I'm certain that there are things that you adjust or edit for yourself. And when you do that, you don't call it a problem or say that you have to fix it because that's a perpetual loop. Correct. How do you then address it if you're going to adjust it, make it different than it is?
1: I begin. What I do is, it's 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 a constant process of recognizing in consciousness the belief system, or something presents itself, and you will feel we feel the judgment or something very alarming. We experience it, and the tendency is to say, "How can that? No, this can't happen!" And we immediately shut down the circuit of what is life itself for creation. It's all balanced. Um, I'll get into the science in in a minute. Yeah, but it's balanced, and so the first thing is, is we surrender and let that go. Ask for what is the divine harmony and intelligence to move through us, and harness the power that is within us to create. So holding the knowing, the future that we are creating. Now, two or more, three or more, begin to hold that in consciousness. That is the only thing that happens in our reality. We create the reality, the experience in our holographic reality for all of us. And it is much more powerful if you were to measure it in frequency than one in which you're polarized. This is wrong. This is bad.
0: Right. This is good. Mm-hmm. This is bad. Mm-hmm. Which right, creates wrong. that
1: polarity. We see it everywhere in politics and everything. In countries, it's really holding the power that we are creators and we come together in alignment with life. And life thrives upon life.
0: hmm it sounds very simple as you say mm-hmm. that. Yes, I'm it is. I'm so glad that you were able to just put that into capsule form because that is important. Yeah. And uh, we're going to take our second break here. So um, stay with us. When we come back, we're going to have more conversation with Stephanie Bessman. And if you'd like to get a hold of her, there is her Facebook page, of course, or the local number eight. 8- three one nine one five eight zero zero five that is a local number and uh, find out more from her about her work with quantum healing i'm your host cynthia fernandez if you want to get a hold of me simple life at pilgrimsway.com is my email address stay with us we'll be right back for more simple life Welcome back to Simple Life Radio. I'm your host, Cynthia Fernandez, and our guest today, Stephanie Bessman, has been an enthralling guest talking to us about quantum creativity, quantum healing, and uh, I think we're going to run out of time before we run out of things to talk about. But Stephanie, I I know that uh, during the break, I mentioned to you, you know, is there anything that you really feel called to share? And you said yes. Yes. So you're on.
1: I'm on. So I'm very inspired to to share with all of you out there listening to remember that what you see around you that is physical in fact is all is, is energy. And that's three to five percent of all that exists. The rest is all invisible and it's information and a world that's constantly communicating with you. And I'd like to inspire you all and invite you all to really begin to open to that, to begin to open to infinite intelligence space, to begin to open more to what your heart desires, your soul is asking you to bring forth because each of us, each unique infinite one that we are has a mission and a sole purpose on this planet. And if we can connect to that, through our journaling, through our dreams, through the information given to us and in the whispers of the wind and the bird song, we will all truly create the reality of harmony that we all choose to experience, free of pain, sorrow, and suffering. And one of the best ways other than meditating and walking, I invite you all to recognize that you are infinite creators, omnipotent, omnipresent beings at all times you have access to unlimited power and to really become comfortable with the law of command meaning as you command it to be so with all your being the universe answers what is asked is given but be very comfortable commanding it and know that you will receive it because the law of faith and the law of trust is backed by physics and the physics it is mathematics it is precise it is frequency, will bring forth what you command. So one of the things that I was telling Cynthia I feel is very important aside from being in the command is that you command that your fields, your divine energy fields, the field in your home, the field, your auric field, be cleared. Because when you clear it, no different than taking showers or brushing your teeth, you are clearing yourself of any energetic debris from television, the news, being in a crowded place with all kinds of fear, anxiety, depression, it will free you of all those energies and allow you to open more to what is the intelligent space that is at all times wanting to communicate with you. So I hope that I'm inspiring this (laughs) and that you all can begin to come into the fullness of your power because when everybody's in their power, we really have a new world.
0: And I really appreciate you sharing that particular piece, um, that it isn't asking. It's commanding. commanding. And uh yeah, that's that's different than how Sunday school has it. So I appreciate that distinctly. Um and and also, you know, the perspective that you share, Stephanie, coming together, um, in support of all life and all kingdoms and uh uh certainly not um a a warlike stance. Yeah. I, I teach my my granddaughter that in war everybody loses. And I it's just because that's how it appears to me. That's that's the truth in my world. And uh, what you're speaking about today is a real is a real invitation. It's a real uh a consciousness shift to understand and recognize that we don't need that anymore. It's not an either-or dynamic in our world anymore. And, and um, the only thing missing, I guess you could say, is just perhaps our voice speaking up in, in the command of supportive life.
1: Yes, we, we live in a, in a society that emphasizes there's few leaders and then the rest are followers. And in fact, each of us is a leader. We are all designed to perfection. We are not built for mediocrity. We are built for excellence. And that excellence, that potentiality exists in every single being. It exists in their DNA. And in, I give you all permission to come, come into that power and own it and claim it. And then we shift a world that experiences war, it can no longer exist because we're in alignment with our own divine power as leaders.
0: That's where we need to be. And uh, I know for the folks that used to be listeners on KRXA 540, um, liberal progressive talk radio, um, that's an attractive future. Thank you so much for being here. Um, I do have some final questions that I like to ask all of our guests on the Simple Life Radio show, Um, starting with what do you envision for our future? And I'm just dying to hear what you envision for our future.
1: What I envision for our future is a world in which all humans, including the little ones, are fully and wholly connected to their divine soul gifts, fulfilling their soul purposes, uniquely being inspired by all other humans living in oneness in their own superpowers as infinite creators, as the immortals that were designed to be in oneness, teleporting, being telepathically communicating with animals, living life passionately. That's beautiful.
0: Mm-hmm. I will uh, I'll hold that Free of disease,
1: you. free yeah. of pain, sorrow, and suffering, free of all that we see so ingrained in human consciousness right now that is a lie.
0: Powerful stuff. Mm-hmm. And this is going to be a, a book question. Okay. What is your all-time favorite book?
1: My all-time favorite book, I would have to say, is Power Versus Force by David Hawkins. It was really a, um, a big opening in consciousness for me. Yeah, And he has a a newer book, doesn't he? Yes, which I love, and I usually have my clients read it, and it's Letting Go, and it's excellent. It's an excellent book.
0: Now, since we're on books, uh, another book that is really, um, I don't know, very telling is Master Key by Graham Hancock, and I know you're familiar with that.
1: Yes, I'm actually reading that. I'm constantly reading that. Um, I find it to be... A wonderful book to work with and it, it's it's like the emerald tablets or something that's very rich every time you go back to it you learn more
0: yes that's so true I, I've noticed that with movies mm-hmm. actually um, yeah mm-hmm. like layers you're getting to deeper layers and what are you reading now
1: right now I am reading Holistic animal, animal Welfare Program by um, Yvonne Alexander and Sylvia Doctor, And it involves all aspects of how we can come together with the animal kingdom and assist them in oneness. And it deals with Ascended Master Messages and how the animal kingdom is connected to us and what we can do as individuals to assist in our oneness, what's giving the back. Ti- what's the title mm-hmm. again? Holistic Animal Welfare Program. Do you happen to know who the author is? Yes, it's um Yvonne Alexander and Sylvia Doctor. Okay. And I'm also reading um, I've really been immersed in universal laws, and I've gone back to the Law of Success by Napoleon Hill. Ah, another yeah. very, very good book to really reinforce yeah the laws,
0: yeah. Napoleon Hill. Now, he has been around a long time. time. Yeah, just kind of a classic. And from the description earlier about the kind of teaching that you do for people, um, I'm guessing that you don't just work with people one-on-one or in person. Is that correct? I I do work with people one-on-one. It's usually via the
1: telephone. Um, And I can also work remotely. And I usually interview the person that I'm gonna work with so they can let me know a little bit of what they're looking to do. And they understand that the process is yes, a a healing process. I've worked with people with cancer that no longer have cancer with MS that no longer have MS, but ultimately they are actively engaged in raising their frequency, maintaining their frequency, and learning to become masters of their own creation. Mm -hmm.
0: Now I'm a little bit familiar with um, a quantum energy healing technique. Referred to as matrix energetics. Mm-hmm. Is is the work you do similar to that? I would say
1: it's similar. I work with the subtle energies of the subconscious mind. So I, I use um, codes, the codes of awe. I'm trained in advanced master codes of awe, and I hologram them and work with the subatomic particle and DNA of the individual to shift all the overlays and restore perfection. And I also work with a numerical. Um, technology that is Russian and it's Grigori Grabovoi, and it works with scalar frequency numbers that restore the body to perfection and or anything anything in business, I work with business individuals who are choosing to bring harmony on all aspects of their business I can anything can be harmonized
0: Now that sounds a little like um, uh, the harmony that feng shui often does mm-hmm. because they are removing obstacles and creating a flow mm-hmm. and so it's similar to that but different Subatomic.
1: Yes. So we are working on ensuring that all aspects of the field in the holographic reality of the individual and everything they're creating in consciousness is operating at the absolute harmonic blueprint of the universe. Man, I love
0: the sound of that. (laughs) That is so fabulous. Well, once again, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you! I'm so happy that you're here. And if you're listening and you want to tell a friend, Again, we do have archives of our program available in podcast form, and you can find those, if nowhere else, you can find the the link on our website, pilgrimsway.com, click on Simple Life Radio. Um, They are also available on iTunes and Podbean, which is a podcast platform. And uh, I should mention um, that we are getting ready to have – Uh, Days and Nights Festival, you're probably hearing about that, the Philip Glass Days and Nights Festival that will be held September, now I'm going to forget, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, September 24th, 5th, 6th, and 7th, I believe. Don't quote me on that. Um, But the uh, Thursday, Friday is going to be held at the... Uh, Henry Miller Library in Big Sur, and then Carmel happens to be um, the location Sunset Center. So get your tickets. We have information on that uh, on our website as well, and I'll be with you next week for more Simple Life Radio. Until then, keep it simple.
1: Bye.